This, this is God Stories Radio Podcast. God Stories Radio With Fritz, Mike, and Tina. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. Welcome, everyone, to God Stories Radio. This is session 167. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on, guys? It's Thursday night. It's Thursday night. You ain't lying. Thank you, Jesus. Man. Rolled around fast this week. I know it did, right? Yeah. I'm excited. I am, too. Well, from last week, the guest we had last week, and now the guest that we have this week. It's phenomenal, yeah. Golly, it just gets better and better and better. Amen to that. Just a big shout out to Barbara Beck, though. I really uh, really appreciate her for taking the time to to be with us last week. And you know what I love about her? She doesn't just talk the talk. She's walking the walk, uh, too. She's the real deal. She She really is. is. Really, really genuine. We really need to pray for her, too, because she's tackling some pretty controversial issues on TV 45. She is, yeah. I know she's probably coming under fire for a bunch of that. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes people can be really unkind, mm-hmm. so they, they I'm, can. I'm really grateful for such a gracious person as she is with her personality and um, you know, just her kind spirit. Um, so I'm really excited to see, you know, some of her other shows in the future. Of yeah, which, me too. For sure. She has invited God Stories Radio. That's right. I, I know, right? And we were always joking that we have faces for radio now. <laughs> Father thinks it, I'm sure we, it's a little... I'm going to have to break out my best pair of jeans or something. <laughs> I've been telling people during Some the week, pressure. That if you listen to all our sessions, at least half of them, we have said something to that effect that we have faces for radio. And here yeah, is, God's got go a sense of humor, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he doesn't choose you to serve based on your looks and... Yeah, amen to that, right? <laughs> Your talent, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, I'm really excited. Uh, do we got any shout outs tonight? We do. We do. We awesome. have some Facebook likes. Good deal. So we want to thank April Humphreys for April liking Humphreys. us. Thank you. Thank April. you. Thank you. And we want to thank Tal Rez for liking us. Tal? Tal. T A L. Oh, T A L. Yes. Tal. What a cool name. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you, you for Tal. liking us on Facebook. Appreciate that. All right. Yeah. Anybody else out there who has not liked us yet on Facebook, wherever you are. And if you can do it, please do so. I know it, because we love to do the shout outs. 
kind of one of my favorite times of the show, just shouting out people's names and that have liked us. And I've we, got to admit, though, I didn't hear if Mike was riding the wave, and I kind of miss it. <laughs> yeah, Mike wasn't riding the wave tonight. Yeah, what happened? We, Where'd the wave go? We jumped into uh, Barbara Beck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. But I so, am. I'm riding the wave. Okay, there we go. I feel better now. All right. <laughs> this wouldn't be a show without riding the wave. <laughs> All right. What else is going on? Anything? Well, we've we've been contacted by a lot of people this week. Yeah, it's exciting. So, you know, if those of you who are interested in giving your testimony, those of you who are interested in giving your testimony, please make sure that you do either email us. Um, you can email us at godstoriesradio at gmail.com. If you want to email me directly, I'm the one who does the scheduling. You can email me at GodStoriesRadioTina at gmail.com. So we look forward to hearing from you. And not only do you have, can you contact us about um, getting on the show or about giving your testimony, you can also contact us if you just have something to share or you have some feedback for us. You can let us know, you know, what you liked about the show, what you'd like us to focus on, anything, um, any kind of feedback. You know, we certainly appreciate it. We definitely appreciate it when you guys give us feedback because it just helps us to be in touch with our audiences and understand what the needs are. So we love you guys. We really appreciate you guys. And just keep the feedback and the comments coming and Keep praying about whether or not it's your time to give your testimony. We sure do love and appreciate you guys. Amen, babe. Amen. That's for sure. I want, I want to get some of that encouragement. I know, right? And we got contacted by uh, a lovely lady named Belinda Rose. And uh, she's uh, going to send us a copy of her book. And mm-hmm. we're going to have her on the program here in a couple of weeks. She contacted us. I yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing testimony. That's the way the father rolls. That's right. You will not be disappointed, I promise. Yep. I'm excited about that. Speaking of not being disappointed, I can't wait to hear our guest tonight. I know. You going to introduce Mikey? I will do that. All right. Without further ado, Mikey. All right. Um, This past Saturday, um, I rarely, rarely, rarely have a Saturday off. And I was given Saturday off and... If I get a Saturday morning off or a Saturday off, I run to where the boys, the guys meet uh, for breakfast on Saturday morning. A bunch of them. There was nine of us this morning. And um, I was sitting uh, two chairs down from the woman who was sitting here for giving her testimony from her father. And um, something was said one way and then another and everything else. And I just happened to say something like, uh, well, we would love to have her on God Stories Radio. And he kind of looked up and I said it again, just in case he didn't hear it. And uh, he says, well, I'll, I'll see if she wants to do that. So um, we have um, a woman here that's, um, I met her probably six, seven years ago in the lobby of uh, Real Life Church with her mom and her dad and her sister, Danielle. And um, they're there helping uh, with their mother with uh, working in the kids' life area. And um, in the past, uh, oh, I say last five years, though, she's been through, I'd say, hell and back. 
and um, I'm not going to take any more from her uh, testimony. So I'm going to give you uh, Skylar Denman. Yay! Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so honored and blessed to be here. So thank you, guys. We're blessed to have you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Especially me, because I'm just going to say, um, <laughs> Skylar and I had the privilege of working and serving together um, at Real Life for many years. Yeah. And we were super close. I just always looked forward to seeing her face. Aww. She was just um, truly the embodiment of what you would want your child to grow up and be like. And she was only 11 years old oh, when you. she started. And I got to serve with her for many years. And uh, she's just grown up to be that type of a person as well. And I'm just, I'm just so privileged to know you and to get to see you grow up and Thank become you. the woman that you are. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. So my story the the part that has really changed my outlook on life and on God and just everything in general it started about five or six years ago like you said and I started getting really sick and we didn't know what was wrong we thought it was a food allergy or you know, an environmental allergy or something like that. And we would go to doctor after doctor and told, you're fine. It's in your head. There's no issue. Mm. Don't worry about it. You'll grow out of it. Um, so I ignored it. I would try to just push past it and I would eat something and I would feel really sick and just say, nope, you were told it was in your head. You're fine. Get over it. Just keep going. And as the years went on, it became evident to me that, okay, this is not in my head. This is not normal. Um, so we went back to more doctors and did more tests. And through that, I, I believe that God was going to deliver me from that from the beginning, but I had no idea where he intended on taking that. I didn't picture it being a five or six year journey. Definitely from the beginning, I had no idea. And I remember specifically one time, because I, ha I had gotten to the point where I couldn't eat anymore. I just couldn't. And I weighed about 90 pounds and my hair was falling out just in chunks. My eyebrows were falling out. I was so thin and so pale. And it was evident that something was very, very wrong. And we were, I was in the hospital because we had gone in and we're like, okay, this is just, this is getting ridiculous. There's obviously an issue. No one's believing us. Let's just go into the hospital, get admitted and see what we can find out. So I remember being in there and I remember the doctor pulling my mom out and telling my mom that clinically there was nothing wrong, that I was fine. And that feeling of not being believed was devastating mm -hmm. because I knew that something was not right, that people, healthy people don't feel this way to be in the kind of pain I was in and not being able to eat. It wasn't normal, but I just thought, well, okay. Like they say, nothing's wrong. I don't know. And I remember my mom telling that lady, well, clinically there is something wrong and you need to find it. Uh, and if you know my mom, you know that <laughs> <laughs> she's going to get answers one way or another. Amen to the mothers out there. <laughs> yes. Thanks, mom. <laughs> and so that, that same week, 
we were blessed with another doctor that came in and she ran tests and was like, yeah, there's, there's an issue here. And we found out what that diagnosis was is gastroparesis, which is paralysis of the stomach. So basically you eat food and it doesn't leave the stomach. Oh, wow. It just stays there and it causes immense pain, nausea. It's and vomiting, if it's bad enough, it's awful. So we had that knowledge now, okay, there's finally, we're aware that there's an issue. And they said, well, we're going to have to do a feeding tube. And I was, I believe, 15 at that time. So it had been two years of kind of guesswork and me kind of trying to just ignore it. And then at 15, being told you're going to have a feeding tube. I mean, I had been pretty healthy my whole life. So then hearing that, was a shock. I had no idea what that would be like or feel like or anything like that. So I had my first two placed, I believe that was in August of 2015. And it was a tube that ran through my nose, down my throat and into my intestine. So the food that would go through that would just bypass the stomach. Um, And about two months after that, I had my first surgery and in the years that followed that, I think I'd had at least eight surgeries for fixing the tube or replacing it all together because it wasn't working or things of that nature. And going through that, I knew through that whole experience, okay, I'm not giving up on God. I know he's not giving up on me, that this is something that will bring him glory. And I know that I've been placed in this situation for a purpose. And I didn't understand that purpose at the time other than, okay, I'm placed in a hospital right now. Well, who can I talk to? Who can I share Jesus with or help smile or just make them laugh? Cause I love to make people laugh. <laughs> um, and I remember my nurses would come in and I would always leave them notes before I was leaving. And they would tell me, I'm sad to see you go, but yeah, I'm glad you're leaving, but I'll miss you. So doing things like that, I mean, that's all God, not me. And getting to share joy with them, I realized, okay, that's part of a purpose right there. That's a purpose for the pain that I'm enduring, just sharing grace and love. And as time went on from that, I started to get severe body pain. And I didn't know what the problem was. Kind of the same thing with the gastroparesis. I was told, okay, you're depressed. That's why you hurt. (laughs) And... That really wasn't very comforting because uh, that's not really an answer for why no. the kind of pain that I was in. And I remember I went to a pain program at a hospital and they had me running up and down stairs and jogging all over the place. And I told them, I'm like, this is making me worse. You don't understand. And they're like, you just have to get through it. Push. I'm like, you guys don't understand. This is painful. I went in with my pain at about a four and I came out with it at an eight. So it made it significantly worse. Um, And it got to the point where my pain every day was between a nine and a 10. Mm. I just, everything was excruciating and it became to where my skin was sensitive. I couldn't be hugged. I couldn't hardly stand blankets on me. I couldn't stand the breeze blowing because it was excruciating. And I remember specifically my sister always telling me, Skylar, your identity is not your illness. She would tell me, don't you dare let that become. Amen to that. 
who you are. She's mm-hmm. like, that is a piece of you. That is not all of you. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the middle of that illness, it feels like, well, this is all I am. Mm-hmm. And she would remind me, no, that's not all that you are. And I remember that I would be crying out to God and I would tell him, God, I know that you have big plans for me. I know that you've told me that I'm going to do these things and be speaking and sharing with people. And God, my body won't let me. I'm in bondage with this illness and I don't understand. And my mom and I were actually talking about this on the way here that sometimes we have to make the choice to accept that we're not always going to understand what God's plan is. Mm -hmm. That he sees this huge big picture and we're only looking at this one moment, this moment of suffering or this moment of pain. And he sees this glorious, triumphant picture for a whole life. And when you can focus on that, it definitely makes the suffering easier. I mean, it doesn't take away the pain that you're in in that moment, but when you can keep your eyes on eternity and a greater purpose, it definitely makes the journey easier. Amen. Yeah. And about, oh, I think it was three or four months ago, we had finally found out that the pain syndrome I had was complex regional pain syndrome, which Doctors don't really understand it. That's why it's complex regional pain. They don't know. And really their best effort is a spine surgery. And that's even more trauma on the body. So, I mean, I, could, I, I couldn't walk. I couldn't hardly walk to the bathroom. I had to have a walker. I couldn't, my life was the bed to the couch, couch to the bed. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't hardly hold my phone anymore. It was exhausting and it felt like every day was just an eternity it was miserable and we were in the hospital and they were keeping me there because they said look your electrolytes in this are so low it's really dangerous you need to stay here for however long it takes to get this back up and they had placed a pick line in my arm which is kind of like an IV but it goes down further and it's kind of a more permanent um, placement thing. And they had placed that. And within, I mean, immediately it was awful, but within 14 hours, I was like, I can't, my whole side is on fire. I can't take it, take it out. I can't do this. Um, so they finally took it out and we were, my mom and I, she was in there with me in the room and we were just praying, God, please provide something. We've looked for treatments for this disease and So far, nothing has come about. We're told that it's lifelong. We can give you pain meds, but you're never going to get better. This will be your life. And I truly believe that it was God's doing that we found this clinic in Arkansas. And I didn't really believe it because it sounded too good to be true. Mm -hmm. Because people with what I had, they don't get better. It's just you're kind of going to die with this disease. Sorry, but that's it. I wish I had a dollar for every time they told Aubrey and I that too. Yeah, so, well. yeah, you get it too. Of, yeah. Oh, it's just until you we know. found Philadelphia. So I, I, I yeah. understand the thought process completely. Yeah, just oh, kind of just deal with it, mm-hmm. which isn't very comforting to yeah. be told deal with it. Um, and so we went to this clinic, and I was amazed. I mean, you walk in the door, and it's just a family. You're surrounded by people that understand and who have walked the journey that you have walked, and immediately you're aware that you're not alone, that these people get it. 
And there's validation there too, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you've been told for years that you're crazy, your disease isn't real. And then you go there and they tell you, oh, no, no, this is very real. And yes, we know you're in pain and we understand that this is an aggressive disease that takes away so much. And within three months, the feeding tube is gone. I haven't had it for about five, six weeks, I believe. And the pain, it's gone. And I'm I'm still in shock. <laughs> I was telling that to my sister last night. I'm like, I still feel like I haven't grasped fully that this pain that I lived with, I mean, it was bone crushing. It would feel like the bones in my back and in my legs were just smashing into each other. It was exhausting. And then now walking and sitting and being able to run, it's just, my mind is completely blown Mm -hmm. that that happened. And I know that every step of what I went through was for a reason. And I also believe, and I was just, I was telling my mom this too on the way here, actually, that I believe that in my darkest moments when I was just weeping and crying and I was like, God, I don't get this. Why are you allowing this affliction? And I truly believe that in those moments, he was weeping with me as well. Mm. That he, his heart was full of sorrow. I believe that. Yeah. I 100% that, believe that. Because he doesn't want to see his children suffer. Mm-hmm. Nope. And I don't believe for a minute that God said, oh, we're going to make her sick. I believe that he allowed it for something better than I can understand. Mm -hmm. And if it can help share God's love, then that illness, those five or six years, that's so small. That is such a minute thing compared to the eternity in the kingdom of heaven. Oh, preach it, girl. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that is so small. And when I look at all that God has brought from it, and meeting people who, other people with chronic illnesses, them asking me, well, why do you hope? Can you explain that to me? Why do you have this hope that doesn't seem to go away in the middle of this? Because it's not a very hopeful situation if you're just going off of what a doctor says or you know what the hospital says, just, oh, okay, that's it. And to turn around from that and say, nope, that's not it. That's not where my story is going to stop. Mm-hmm. And I'm very blessed to have a family that would not allow me to not be hopeful. (laughs) Like my mom, she would go, oh, no, no. She goes, there's going to be a cure. You're going to be better. Don't you dare stop believing Mm -hmm. that there's going to be victory in this. Amen. A lot to be said for spiritual optimism. Yes. Yeah. I mean, optimism that's given to you from above, not something that you can manufacture. Right. That's amazing. But having that support system, I know, must have meant everything for you. Oh, definitely. Because I could be having a rough day and I would go to my mom or my sister or my dad and just kind of lay my heart out that this is difficult. It's isolating and debilitating and just painful. And to have those reminders that, yeah, I know that this is bad. And I can't imagine being a parent. It's the helplessness that you must Mm -hmm. feel watching your child suffer. I can't fathom that Mm -hmm. and to have them say nope this isn't it we're not done we're not giving up on a cure and a hope we're not giving up on god that he's going to deliver you from this and whether that deliverance was going to be here or that deliverance was going to be in heaven you know 50 years from that moment we were confident 
that we would see the goodness of God in my life. And to have that, I mean, that's just, I'm so thankful and so blessed that I have been given the family that I have because they never allowed me to have that hopeless or, oh, Mm -hmm. this is all that there is. It was, no, it's not. So what was part of the treatment in Arkansas? Arkansas? Yes, ma'am. Okay. In Arkansas, that kind of helped contribute to the healing? Well, there was quite a few. Uh, My favorite was frequency-specific microcurrent. Mm -hmm. And I loved it, too, because I could just go to sleep in there, which was really nice. Um, And they put electrodes on you, and they're running this device that basically tries to kind of work with the proper frequencies that are in your body, teaching it how to kind of rework. My one friend um, explained neurological diseases is you have the computer and the computer is not broken. It's the software. So I didn't physically have anything broke, but my brain and my nervous system couldn't figure out how to work. So all the treatments there were focused on rewiring and um, teaching the body how to work again. And also working with the vagus nerve, which is a nerve that attaches to all the major organs um, and all that. So, I mean, the doctor would come and push on my vagus nerve and I would instantly feel hungry or the pain would drop within a couple seconds. And I'm like, uh, what? Like I was told this wouldn't go away. And within five seconds, the pain went from a nine to a five. I was in shock. Um. Wow. And just a huge part of the healing there, I believe, was also just the people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were the Christians in that building. We infiltrated that building and <laughs> we would be texting each other, I'm praying for you. And we would be praying with people in the lobby and really just sharing the goodness of God in that place was unbelievable and seeing people who hadn't walked in years and they're up and they're walking and they're running. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the doctor, it was the treatment, but I believe it was God's hand in that clinic and in those treatments that provided that healing that was present there. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, I think about it, my, my mind is still blown that people who were deemed incurable and that that was it. And there they are. And at the end of treatments, you would get to ring a bell. And I remember one lady, uh, Carla, she was such a trooper and her ringing that bell. And she said that I believe that angels are walking these halls. And that just, I mean, I was bawling. I was (laughs) like, oh, yes, you're so right. (laughs) And things like that and When you see that and you see God's light shining through people, you really realize, okay, that's why we endured that. That's why we had to suffer for those years because look at the impact you're making now. And and as you say that, it's perfect intro to, we have a a verse and we have our mission statement. The verse that we uh, stick by is, uh, blessed be to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforts us in our affliction, that we may be able to comfort those in their affliction through the comfort that we ourselves were comforted by God. Mm, Yeah. Second Corinthians one, three, and four. And that's where I believe, as you just said, that Mm. uh, what he took you through, all right, 
um, in the darkness and everything else for you to press closer to him and need him and, and so on, uh, that he's going to open up uh, floodgates yeah. to where what he wants you to do and where he wants you to go and the people he wants you to help comfort. Yeah. When, when you get brought down to your knees and you realize God is the only one who is able to pick me up, that is humbling. And it's an assurance of how much that you're loved. When you realize, wow, like I'm here and God's here too, and he's going to pick me up from this. And to think that he hasn't left me through any of this, through any of the surgeries and the pain and the suffering that I endured to realize he was right there and it broke his heart too. And now that I'm well and healed and to know that he's rejoicing in that, that is so comforting. And I'm just so grateful that I was able to suffer for God. That's what Paul said. Yeah. I mean, we, you, to suffer for God is, it's a blessing. And it doesn't always feel like a blessing when you're in the middle of it. You're like, really, God? No, it doesn't. But when you can kind of step back from that and realize, whoa, this was for you. I went through that for you. And you loved me enough to let me go through that. That is just a show of his reckless love that we've Mm -hmm. been given. And it's a privilege and an honor to go through that for him. And through those five years, God was someone who was constantly my rock and my refuge. And I had so many friends leave or tell me that my life was too complicated. It was too much stress for them to handle. They couldn't do it or they stop inviting you because, well, you're in pain or they're uncomfortable because it's awkward that you can't eat or stuff like that. And when I would feel kind of that almost an abandonment that everyone's left me, mm-hmm. it was, well, even if everyone else has, I know without a doubt that God hasn't. And that was just an example of how much he is a rock in our lives that everybody else can leave. And if they turn their backs on you, God never will. He wasn't surprised when I had those moments of just a breakdown of God, where are you? Mm -hmm. He didn't turn his back and go, well, you should know where I am. It was, I love you. I'm with you. You're my daughter and I'm not leaving. And that is just amazing to know that we serve a God that loves us that much. And that was just my comfort through those years and through those surgeries and through the people leaving and the things that I endured, that was my comfort through that time. And that was what I held on to because it was all that I could hold on to because Mm -hmm. it was all that was true and all that was right. And that's what I knew I couldn't let go of in that. And even before I had gotten sick, I prayed, God, I told him, I said, I'm afraid to pray this, but I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. You were old then? I was 13. Yeah. And I told him, I'm afraid, but I want you to use me. 
And it was in a few months of that that I started getting sick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like when you pray for patience, God's going to give you an opportunity to be patient. Boy, isn't that the truth? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. He's going to give you a good chance. Be he might make you what wait. you pray for. Yeah, no, he, for sure. He might make you wait in line behind a screaming kid or something. He's going to give you a chance to say, okay, it you asked for it. just one, yeah. Yeah. And don't ever say the N word, which is never. Never. <laughs> yeah. And he, I mean, we're, we ask for it. We get it. It's a blessing. And I asked, I said, I want to be your vessel. And I was honest. I told him, I'm afraid to pray that, but mm-hmm. I trust you more than I'm afraid. And wow. yeah, and that's not easy wow. to, it <laughs> to pray. And especially coming through that and realizing that was a prayer that had to be said every day. Because every day I had to let go because I couldn't hold on to everything that I thought I wanted or kind of the entitlement of, well, I should be healthy. I should be this. I'm only 15 or 16 or whatever. It was, you know, I asked God to use me and to mold me. And no, it's not comfortable, but I want him to use me because if we're not serving God in this life, what are we doing? Serving ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's not beneficial. That's destructive. And I knew that God's hand was with me through that entire thing. And it was exhausting and difficult. And I won't deny, I was talking to my friend the other day. I I told her, I'm not going to deny. I had plenty of meltdowns and breakdowns. And God, where are you? Mm-hmm. This is exhausting. I don't understand. You told me that I was going to be doing these things and I can't even walk to the bathroom. I don't see this, God. And it was especially in those moments that my family, they would comfort me and telling me that, you know, you know what God's told you and this is just the beginning. And you're so young, Skylar, you know, because you're only 19 now. And to think that you have your whole life to tell people about the good things, the great things that God has done for you. Well, not only that, she was telling people while she was sick in her her weakest times. She was kind to my daughter and myself, and we were brand new at the church. And my daughter was alone and afraid and scared and and dealing with an end-stage renal disease. And and she reached out and, and touched her and took her you know, befriended her and showed her around. And I will never forget that. And and I so appreciate that. Thank you so much. You know, she paid it forward as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, I think that like the verse you're reading that we go through those things to learn how to comfort other people. Mm -hmm. Because I can promise you and going through those illnesses, I didn't want to hear from somebody who had never been sick tell me, oh, it's okay. Just trust God. It's like, really? Uh Really? Yep. So now I've been honored to gain that understanding. And it is an honor. It's a privilege that I'm able to do that now, to relate to others who are enduring chronic illnesses and show them that there is hope that this isn't all that there is and that there are actually treatments that help people. And that's even what I'm studying to do. I'm learning how to be a microcurrent technician because I know it works. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anybody else to have to be told it's in your head or you're in pain because you're depressed. Mm 
You're going to have to live with it. Yeah, I don't want anybody else to have to endure that and think that that's all there is, because it's not. No, and, and I just shudder to think that some of those doctors you went to knew about this place in Arkansas or something, mm. something like that and just wouldn't because it wasn't their thing. Yeah, or the, you know, they're the ego-driven, you know, they yeah. don't want to be outshined or outclassed by mm -hmm. another institution or something. I mean, you know, Aubrey and I battled that because, you know, she was at University of Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, and we went all these pathologists were duking it out, like, I'm right, you're right, um, you're not right, you know, I'm right oh, kind of thing. And we went through that whole thing, and we we, we heard that very same statement, Skylar, like, you're just yeah. going to have to live with it. No, we're not. Yeah, no. You know, and um, there's many times I I uh, sat at her bedside and I prayed. I said, Lord, give it to me, please. Why is this child suffering? And she didn't ask for it. She doesn't deserve it. You know, give it to me. I'll take it, you know, but nope. <laughs> he wasn't hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably doing the same thing with Aubrey that uh, he did with Skylar. Yep, getting her ready to know again the area where she where she was dealing with the pain right. and the and the different uh, want to say things you can't even say. Mm. Yeah, uh, the diseases that um, just watch. He's going to start bringing people. He's got me on a journey. The same thing. Mine's twelve years. It's going to be twelve years in a couple weeks, mm. and. He, after a certain amount of years in and everything else, he started to bring people around my circle that what he had taken me through, mm. all right, or was taking me through, that now I was going to be able to help comfort and give them hope and encouragement as well. And I, I know that's what's going to happen because that's, his, that's what he does. Yeah, and that's, that's the grace and the mercy that we're able to play a part in his story. Mm -hmm. And we're able to share through what we've learned and to inspire, inspire others like what you're saying as well. And one of my favorite verses for when I was enduring all this was uh, Job 23.10, but he knows the way I take. And when he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. And that's a promise. Mm -hmm. And we get the promise of, okay, you're going to be tested when, uh, when you go through this. But we also get the promise of you're going to come out as gold. And I think that that is such a beautiful example of just who God is. And a beautiful example of the fact that we're able to share with him and with others of what we've gone through. And it's just, it's grace that we've been given that we're able to do that. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was sick, I'd have people tell me, if you just had faith, you'd be healed. Oh, man. I'm sure you've heard that. Oh, my, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And uh -huh. I would look at him and I'd tell him, well, you know, some people are tested for their faith. Tell him, what about Job? He was tested for the faith he had in God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of look at me <laughs> like, oh. So even in that, I mean, that's reminding people like, okay, wait, maybe it's not always just, oh, they don't have faith. Because yeah, and Job went through a lot of that with oh, his friends too, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he got a lot of bad advice. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. And when you're in that, 
when you're in the illness, you think, well, maybe that's why. Because you you hear it all the time of, okay, well, maybe I'm not trusting enough or being faithful mm-hmm. enough or I'm doing something wrong. That's why this is happening. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I would feel God almost just telling me, no, that's, I love you. And we're going to go through this together. And I remember there would be nights I would just be sobbing, just laying in bed. It'd be three, four in the morning. I couldn't sleep because the pain was so severe. And it was like, I would almost literally feel like I was being hugged laying there Mm -hmm. and just told, I love you and you have to keep going. And you have so much ahead of you. And to feel that, like to almost just the physical feeling of being hugged, just Mm -hmm. wrapped in God's arms, that was, I wouldn't trade that for anything. And it was in that pain and in those moments that I experienced some of the best moments I've ever had with God. And I wouldn't take that back. And I heard you say you wouldn't take it, you wouldn't change for anything. No. And that doesn't make sense to me. Because I'm like, I went through that five or six years and uh I went through this, this and that and surgeries and doctors and all that. And I'm like, I don't even understand why I wouldn't change that, but I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I said the same words in my testimony. It wouldn't change a thing. Well, we also know how the book of Job ends. Yes, we do. God blessed twice with what he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you said you were in it for five years. Mm-hmm. You know what five stands for? What? Grace. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. God's so cool. <laughs> but yeah, and it's just, I know that my journey is only just starting. Oh, yeah. And if I had to endure those five years of the suffering and the agony, I mean, I really feel like there aren't words to say of how awful it really was. I mean, just the pain. I've never experienced pain so severe than when I had those illnesses, especially the last few months. I just, I couldn't, I had gotten to the point I couldn't even talk because it was too exhausting Mm -hmm. and too painful. Well, I can't tell you how many times that your father would either text or say something to us guys and say, we need prayer. And so, I mean, so you had that as well, that backup. So... Yeah, and knowing that people were praying for me was such a comfort. And that was just such a blessing to, because he would read me some of the texts back of the prayers that people would be sending. Mm -hmm. And it was just an overwhelming joy to know, oh, wow, okay, these people are praying for me. And they're sharing with God what's going on. And that was Every single prayer, even if it wasn't answered right that minute in the way I wanted, it it became answered. And if we prayed, God, make the pain stop right this minute, you know, it didn't always stop right that minute. But, I mean, look where God's carried me now. I can Uh walk around and have no pain and no feeding tube. I can eat what I want, which is still really weird and surprising. I'm like, oh, I can eat that. Yes, I can. <laughs> um, and yeah, you had to send it back to the store for spinach and something the other night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he told me he ran into you again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Poor dad. He forgot what he was supposed to go in there and get, but he got it, so it was okay. <laughs> you got to help us work on him Yeah. to get him in here. 
Oh, yes. I, I've He's, asked him three times. Oh, we really? Early, I mean, years when oh, we first started. we absolutely borderline abused him at breakfast the other morning. Really? I did yeah, not know that. To get him in here. and uh, That's why I was surprised to see you here. His comment I had was, also uh, prayed before mm-hmm. I got here, too, that, you know, when John's sitting there to help. Because when I asked three pe- people the third time, and, mm-hmm. it, and then I just stopped. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Three strikes, they're out. Yeah. So, and so anyway... Um, I do have another word here written down, surrender. Mm, yeah, that was something that was done every day, definitely. And that word is scary. Mm-hmm. I think for us as people, we think, let go. Why? It's scary. I don't want to let go. I don't want to not be in control, but we're not really in control. We think we are, but we're not. And realizing that is really refreshing realizing okay i don't have to carry this because i'm not meant to we've been given a god who's willing to take our sorrows and our joys and our burdens and our illnesses and anything you're going through he wants to carry that and but he's not going to just rip it from you he wants you to lay it down to say god i don't want to carry this i can't anymore And I realized that, especially when I first, very first started getting sick, I was convinced it was a cold. I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep it off. It'll be fine. And then months went by and years went by and it was like, okay, it's not a cold. And in those first few months of realizing, all right, this is what we're going through. This is what's going to be happening. It was, God, I don't understand, but I'm going to trust that you do. And I'm going to ask that you just use this illness for something greater than I can even understand. Wow. And the fact that you had presence of mind within your suffering to pray yeah. prayers like that. Well, even at age 13 I'm to pray away. that prayer. I mean, me too. Well, that's what I'm telling you. When I knew her at age 11, this is the type of person she's always been. It's, it's phenomenal. It really is. It's, it's, it's special. It's incredibly special. And I I keep bringing up Aubrey, but I I got to witness how special she really is firsthand, Mm -hmm. you know, through my daughter. Mm -hmm. Just amazing. Wow. Skylar, just keep encouraging people because you're making Mm -hmm. such a difference, you know? Thank you. Just, you know, get get it out there. Don't keep it back, you know? Yeah. So proud of you. When's your book coming out? (laughs) <laughs> when God tells me to write Surely, one, they'll come out. <laughs> we're going to pray about that. Yeah, yeah um, I think you should write one. Yeah, I think that'd be great. How how long after you prayed that prayer when you were thirteen did you mm-hmm. kind of kind of think that okay, reason why I'm sick is this what this prayer is about? I think I because it was a few months after that, and I think it really hit home that oh, this is what we're doing. This is the plan when I started getting all the tests, it was, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. God's going to use this. And God's not going to let me down in this. No. And in those moments, it was a realization that, yes, this illness was a part of my life, but God was a bigger part. And he's my whole life. And in that. That's that's what he wanted to accomplish. Yeah. And he did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And when you have 
so much time to just sit and think about life and about just everything. You really get the opportunity to realize how important God is. I mean, I've been gifted the chance to be still. So many people in life are so busy getting from one thing to the next. And when you're ill, you can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, your body just physically won't. And I see that as a blessing. I was had the opportunity to be still, to sit there and listen for God mm -hmm. and have the opportunity to spend hours in my Bible a day if wow. I wanted to. And that was a gift. And realizing that in the midst of it and now is that's God, that's not me. That's him showing me, okay, that was a blessing. Because on my own, I wouldn't have had the hope I had. I wouldn't be talking to people now about being joyful and staying hopeful. I would just be like, okay, I'm better. Like, that's it. But because of God, I'm able to say that was him. That was him who held my hand through that. That was him who carried me when I couldn't walk anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was his joy that was able to shine through the suffering. It's all him. And that is just an overwhelming thought for me, especially when I just sit and ponder it. I'm like, wow, we get to serve a God like that? It's just amazing. Just an overwhelming joy that we get to love him and he loves us. The creator. Yeah. Wow. What a message. Really? Finding, finding the joy in the suffering. Yeah. And paying it forward by blessing others the whole time. Well, you know, how, I mean, you, you won't be able to know how many people, even during, you know, your stay in the hospitals and the surgeries and the, mm -hmm. the doctors and the nurses or anything else, you don't know how many people you touch just in that. Yeah, and yeah. that's just such a cool thought to me that God can use anybody, anywhere for anything. Mm -hmm. And that's his goodness. And GSR was born. Yeah, yeah. Five, five years ago. Yeah, look at us. Yeah, and <laughs> I remember one of my very first surgeries, I was going back and they were doing the anesthesia and kind of, you know, it makes you kind of loopy or kind of sleepy. And I was telling them, I pray for you. What do you need me to pray for you? And I'm like out of it. But every time we would go in for a surgery, it was, God, please do something. Please show them your love. And that's not easy to pray. No when you are in that. But when I could focus on the bigger picture, it made it easier because our life here is so short. And then when you look at eternity, it just blows your mind. And you think, I want everybody else to know about this God who loves them like crazy. And that really surprises some people. <laughs> they just kind of look at you like, what? Yeah. But... I want everybody to know and everybody to have that hope that whether it's physical suffering or it's a relationship suffering or just overwhelmed with work and life in general, that God's not going to leave you through that. But you also have to have the wisdom and be able to be humble enough to say, God, use me. You gave me this life and I want it to be lived for you. I want every moment to have a purpose for you. And that's still something every day that I have to pray and being well now and still choosing to surrender every day, mm -hmm. no matter what it's about, that's still something that 
has to be done every day because it's so easy to lose sight of yep. what's really important. Yeah, every day. I'm 47 years old and I don't have the wisdom that this child has, you no. know? <laughs> I'm blown away. It's just, yeah. I'm, just, I'm over here going, man, I'll never complain again. <laughs> I'm just, wow. What an inspiration. It and completely. this is great. And I know that you came to share your story, but I think your story has just begun. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I want you to promise me that you'll come back in a couple of years and tell us what God has done with you. Oh, I'd because love it's, to. Because it's going to be amazing. Right. And I know your dad will keep us updated by the play-by-play, everything that goes on with you. But, yeah. but promise me you'll come back and just, you have just a, a blessed me personally beyond reason. I'm just, just amazed. Thank you so much for coming. Thank and you for sharing your story. Me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, y'all are awesome. And I just love this. And I'll convince my dad to come. He's listening live. <laughs> and I'll go home and I'll tell him, so they told me <laughs> that they've asked you to come and you didn't. Yeah, he said, you could go first. Oh, That's what he did. <laughs> you go when, first. When I get him at breakfast and said that, well, she can go first. Oh, yeah. I said, you're going to let the little one go first? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll convince him. He'll, well, he'll be here. What about dad? Yeah. Yeah. I got, what I started off, I said, you know, I got a seat for you in the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> started yeah, the we'll, whole breakfast. We'll get him here. <laughs> you betcha. Because wow. I know he likes to talk about what the Lord has done as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Uh, so she brought up a point, you know, five years in with her and five means grace and five years with God Stories Radio. And we're starting to see this, you know. Yeah. Last week, whatever you're doing there with your hands, yeah. I'm in agreement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what we're I'm, seeing. I'm excited last just year, watching him. Last, I mean, last week, and then uh, you know, people contacting, coming to yeah, us, absolutely. You know, you know, written people that wrote books and just looking to get something out there. And also, we are God Stories Radio is the king of the shameless plug. So if you have anything <laughs> you can plug, away anything at. you want to plug, go right ahead. Uh, follow me on Instagram. It's chronically underscore blessed. Uh, chronically underscore blessed on Instagram. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just so amazed at this, the God stories radio and how awesome y'all are. I mean, uh-huh. I, I had never heard of this and I'm looking at the website and I'm looking at the Facebook and listening to these messages and I'm just blown away. And I'm confident that God is just going to do amazing things. Yeah, he already is, Skylar. We're we're very humbled yeah. by the whole thing that he's allowing us to be a part of it. So yeah. we- uh, I know I joke about it, but he uses the foolish to confound the wise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, when he picked me and Mikey, oh, yeah. he knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Because there was people that told us, you guys won't last a week. They did. They, they, you're still oh, doing really? that? And yeah, oh, yeah. Five years what? later yeah. and 92 countries, 167 oh. episodes. Right. Here we are. You can just go back and say, well, God said you were wrong. That's Five right. Five years later, here we are. That's right. And you know what? It's truly his platform because yeah. he's the one it growing it. It's nothing we're doing. Yeah. We've tried to quit. I'll be honest I, with you. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad we that did. Mike and I didn't didn't quit in the, the same, same time. Week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but we did. We tried to quit. We even took like three months off one time wow. and didn't even do a show. And it grew. Wow. The listener base grew. And I'm going, that just oh my God. You. Right. Yeah. Well, and then the testimonies again that I just spoke about. You know, the, we put we put uh, God Stories Radio into His hands, mm-hmm. and you know we have done a few. You know, 
a number of episodes or sessions, I, sessions that we've done, you know, a, a topic or something like that. But um, you came out of the blue. I, like I said, I never get a Saturday off. And I was there at breakfast and then that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got a woman that contacted us a, a day or two ago and she wants to come on. She's written a book. Oh, wow. uh, what was his name? Rob Decker a couple of weeks ago, a month mm-hmm. or so ago. You know, the, the platform that he has. And I mean, it's just, and he contacted us. So. JW says, this must be the famous Miss Skyler. Oh, hi. <laughs> JW. He's another you. awesome person yes, if you get a chance is. to meet him. He we're going to have him on the show, to real too. Life. Oh, yeah. cool. He's a good old country boy. I just love him. <laughs> yeah, he's a fantastic person. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yes, he is. I want to welcome everybody on Mixler tonight. We got Matthew Matthew Ellis. Hey, buddy. Hey, Matthew. I've seen you in a while. And I've got a new name up there. Is it Karini? Karnini? Maybe, but uh, <laughs> Welcome. Welcome Hi. to the show, Hi. and JW, JW is chatting with me, and you're right, JW, it is the famous Miss Schuyler, and you dialed into a good one tonight. What a, a wonderful and testimony. We got uh, uh, Schuyler's mother here, yeah, Nancy. Nancy. Nancy's here, and she yes. just she just showed me uh, oh, no. a text a text from John. He says, <laughs> "I heard that." Good, you were supposed to. I hope you and did. He just said he would do it. Oh, oh see, you awesome. just got a pressure. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Yeah, we were we were having a good time with him at breakfast. Going, uh, you know, Mr. Boot Camp doesn't want to come on the radio show, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we tease him and we tell him, I'm sorry I tease you, but sometimes it's just easy. <laughs> sorry, I love you, but... <laughs> It's so just I'm, too easy. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to try to go home and tell him to come on. He he agreed to it now already, so that's good. <laughs> he probably realized that that was going to happen, yeah. and he's like, "Let me just go ahead oh, yeah, and we're just coming for you, surrender Dad. now. Yeah, surrender, <laughs> surrender Focus now." On that. He realizes he's no match for the two women. Yeah. <laughs> I say that's a wise man, right yeah. there. Yeah, good job, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> JW says, "Stop it! I'm blushing." <laughs> But uh, we love you, JW. Um, man, thank you, Skylar. Yes, thank, thank you, so you much. very much. Thank you, Miss Nancy, yes. Mother Nancy, thank for you. coming Thanks, tonight. Mom. I saw Nancy you, and Skylar exchange a look when you had mentioned your comment about praying to the Lord and asking him to take the disease and give oh, it to many you. Times. I'm sure there must oh, have yeah. been plenty of that oh, going sure. on. That's yeah, my biggest support and yeah. my biggest fighter right there. There is no yeah. more hopeless feeling to than to be a parent at the bedside of a sick child and can do absolutely nothing. Yeah. Well, that means, Nancy, you have a testimony also. Yeah, Mom. You'll be on the radio. <laughs> well, you beat me to it. <laughs> you beat me you to it. You some surrender too, don't you? Because you just have to give it to God. I mean, there's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is my... Beside, I tell her, besides God, Mom, you're my biggest support Aww. and my biggest rock. And the gratitude that I feel for this person is just, I can't even tell you how much I appreciate you. But not only that, too, you. what the Lord does within us as parents mm-hmm. to give us the the inner strength we didn't know we could ever have. And I think that, uh, I, did, I don't know, once she was okay, Nancy, did you kind of feel displaced? I'm still adjusting. <laughs> I know I Skyler did. Skyler is too. Yeah, yeah I'll just watch me eat. Like, oh. 
I had <laughs> you so can do that? Cool. <laughs> so many years I lived for Aubrey mm-hmm. that once she was okay, I'm just like, well, um, I had no identity. Yeah. Really, yeah. I really didn't. And uh-huh. uh, it was... Uh, well, it was a great problem to have. Yeah, that is a good right? Where to go now because I know God does have huge plans for Skylar. He's got plans for all of our family. Mm-hmm. So I know that he's still got plans for me to go do more. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Yeah, and, and watching her in the clinic connect with the other parents, that was so comforting. And seeing her spread joy, mm-hmm. it was I'm like, yeah, that's my mom right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there she is. <laughs> well, Nancy, perhaps you'll bless us with your testimony as well. That's what I'm talking well. about. You know? Yeah, mom. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Man. Well, I just want to thank everybody on Mixler once again, everybody on YouTube. We've I, had a couple of folks on YouTube. I do have a question. Tonight. Question, Mikey. What did God tell you you were going to do? He told me that I would be speaking and sharing his love and his joy. And at that time, I did not like public speaking. And thank you. I don't know if she's listening, but Lydia Rigsby, she is just so awesome. And her and my mom forced me to do public speaking. I'm like, I don't want to. And I ended up loving it. And that was a few, what was that, like maybe a few months or a year before I got sick. And I just felt like God would tell me, that's what you're going to do. You know, I'm going to give you this platform, and I'm going to give you a story to tell. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should out. put it, we should put it out there if anybody's interested in um, in having uh, Skylar speak. Um, please uh, either contact Skylar directly through her Facebook page, which was oh the Instagram. Instagram. I'm sorry, oh, Instagram. Instagram. I apologize. Right. It's chronically underscore blessed. Or you can also contact God Stories Radio and we can get a hold of her for you and put you guys in touch. Right. I understand that. she already has a, a gig for next week. That's I think what I hear. Yeah, I'm going to be speaking to young adults on Thursday. Sweet. Yeah, next Thursday. And I'm just amazed because I thought, well, it's going to be a while before God's like, okay, you're doing this, this, this. No. And with the last... Was it three weeks? Last Monday, I was speaking to a men's group. This Thursday, I'm here. Next Thursday, I'm speaking to another group. And awesome. I mean, it's just a thank you, God moment. Just amazed at how awesome he is. He doesn't waste any time, though. No, no once, he really doesn't. <laughs> once, once he gets, you know, That's once it, he, man. Once she was healed and everything, got her healed. Was, time to go. Time to go. Um, I was going to say, you know, keep your eyes and ears open for, you know, again, like he did to me, mm-hmm. you know, bring people what he's taken you through around your circle that you can actually help comfort and give hope to. Yeah. Um, Amen to that. Right. And, you know, um, we talked about it before. I was scared spitless in front of that uh, <laughs> microphone just between you and I. Well, Which yeah, I was started. really surprised about because you guys sound so professional and so calm. And before well, we started. Well, if you do anything for five years, you ought to be fairly yeah. decent at it, you know. But yeah. uh, Mikey, uh, I got to commend him. He's really come out of Good his job. shell. He's uh and, Amazing, and it was my biggest fear was uh, speaking in public. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work for insurance in the insurance industry, and they take surveys all the time. Mm-hmm. And I saw that list. The number one fear out of everybody in the world, it's not death; it's speaking in public. Yeah, death was like number three or four. That's and see that blows my mind because it's fun for me. I'm like, cool, let's go, <laughs> and to think, oh, like that's. That's a fear? Okay. But, and that's just 
for me, it's just another confirmation of what God wants me to do. Amen to that. that. Okay, you know, you don't fear it. All right, let's do it. And I get excited for it, like an adrenaline, like, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Like, go for it, God. I'm going to be a We have vessel. a lot of people that come in here and they don't attack that microphone near as good as you do. You have no oh. fear of it. And yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just wonderful to be able to have somebody that will, you know, speak into it and speak up and speak confidently. And yes. you are groomed for this. So yes. I'm going to tell you right Thank now. You. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Thank Couldn't you. agree more. But uh, <laughs> before we sign off tonight, I just wanted to take a second and put a need out there for GSR. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we have been so blessed and so many of, of our faithful listeners have have given to GSR and, and through GSR, we've been able to bless other families and people in need. Well, GSR is, is coming up on a need here shortly and I just want to put it out there because you know, we don't particularly like to ask for money or talk about money. It's just not comfortable with it. We were against it totally. We were against it totally. But, you know, we have a piece of equipment that's kind of starting to fail and it's the main, my um, main iMac and and it's going to take probably, you know, close to a couple thousand dollars to replace it. So um, I just wanted to put that out there. If you feel led uh, to help us out, that would be great. Uh, God Stories Radio at Gmail or the, or the PayPal, you can get in touch with us. But, um, first and foremost, thank you to the folks that have given mm-hmm. and given on a regular basis. We really appreciate it, and uh, it, we've been able to grow and to to do things that we would have never been able to accomplish without you. So, you know, uh, giving, bringing hope and comfort to the world's been our only agenda. That's mm-hmm. it, you know. And uh, thank you to uh, Skylar who has helped us to do that oh, this evening, you. and we hope that someone's out there, as Mikey would say, has been touched and blessed. Oh, tonight. they will be. And, uh, I'm sure they are. But we want your testimony. And uh, you can call in. You can write in. We'll read it. We're not scared. Godstoriesradio at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook. And you can also... Twit us. You can twit us on Twitter, as Mikey says. (laughs) And then you can like us on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R-God-Stories-Radio, as you can listen live every Thursday at 730. And if you follow us on there, I'll be able to see who you are like the folks that are on there, so I can give you a shout out. And it'll also notify them a couple minutes before we go on live. Yes, it will. And uh, also on YouTube. And uh, so... Yeah, I just wanted also to, to reiterate what you were saying and just to thank all the people out there who have donated already. Uh, we've been able to do several equipment upgrades um, and it's been fantastic. Some of you might not notice, but uh, the quality of the sound and different things that we're able to do, um, you make it possible. Also, I feel like, you know, the better that we we sound and the more platforms that we're on and you know the more guests that we have it's just um you know this is a god movement and where he is taking it where he wants it to go and the really cool thing about a a podcast is that it brings it into people's homes right into their living rooms to their work to their cars wherever they're going um it basically puts it directly into their hands Mm -hmm. so it can go it's portable yeah (laughs) it can go anywhere 
And I just want you all to know that you're a part of that. GSR is not just uh, about Fritz, Mike, and Tina. It is all about God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and getting the message out there that that he's the truth and he's the life, light, and the only way to the Father. And that's the message that we've got to put in front of people. And they need to be doing something with their lives. They need to be out there going forth and showing other people the way yep. to the truth. It's never been about us. Never been. You know, I was thanking him today on a drive. I was just saying, Lord, thank you so much for choosing me to be a steward of GSR. You yep. could have chosen anybody yep. and uh, chose me and Mikey. And I think about that all the time too, because I kind of fell into this as well. Um, you know, I have zero radio background and... Um, you know, with Trish having to step away because of school and so forth, I sort of got pulled into the family. And uh, it's it's been a really cool journey. I've really enjoyed it. And I too find myself thanking God quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, Fritz, I'm going to take your words that you just said, because just the other day, I too was thanking God for this opportunity. It is such a privilege. It's it's an awesome privilege, you know, and I had nothing to do with it. It's all him. Yeah. It just <laughs> blows my mind how God uses, can use anybody for his good. And that's what's happening mm-hmm. here. And I'm, I'm so grateful to come in here and to have been a part of everything tonight and to see God moving. And I believe he's going to carry you guys all the way that y'all are only going to get bigger and bigger. And I'm so blessed to have been here. Thank you, Skylar. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're going to be session 167. And I hope you like us on Facebook. Then you'll, then you'll <laughs> she did it. already. <laughs> yes, I did. She did. Did she? Yes, yes she did. did. As soon as I heard about it, like she did. I'm going to get the shout out. Oh, next week. I, this couple weeks. I got, you know, he likes there. to space them out. Oh, I, I don't <laughs> want to run faith, out. Man. I don't want to run out. <laughs> <laughs> but they are. They are. Mikey spaces Mikey out the Facebook spaces life. Spaces the faces. <laughs> <laughs> and keep the people Mikey coming back until they hear their voice, their yeah. name. <laughs> oh, is that the ploy? Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's a marketing strategy. <laughs> He's got this down. Yes, he does. He's been fooling me this whole time. You didn't know it's Mikey working. was our marketing guy, right? Yeah. Ooh. It's working because well, you, you were surprised too. Yes, so I was. Working. It is working. Yeah. Man, I didn't even know about our own marketing campaign. <laughs> Surprise. But anyway, ah, this is awesome. We could just stay here all night drink coffee and talk to Skylar and mom and just having a good old time. John, I hope you're still listening. <laughs> Wimp. <laughs> oh, and anyway. All right. John, I promise maybe, I'll treat you nicer than these guys. Maybe Nancy will come in first before you and, you yeah. know, show you how it's done. <laughs> oh, come on, Dad. You can do this. We believe in you. He knows how absolutely crazy I am about him. He oh. knows he's cool. He, he you know? knows he's cool. I, if in a I humble way. Half the cool he is, no problemo. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in with us. Um, he says, we'll see you in September at the camp. Oh. Challenging you right back. I, uh, yes, he did. I resemble that remark. Good job, Dad. He got me. Touche. Touche. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in with us. And uh, we just had a great time with Skylar and with Mom. And thank everybody on um, Mixler that's here. Matthew Ellis. And uh, I ho- is it Karenny? I hope I'm saying that right. 
And uh, you, you guys know you can chat with me as JW uh, does not hesitate. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. So, and thank everybody was on YouTube tonight. It was kind of a quiet crowd. I think it was just uh, a compelling were... testimony. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like they didn't want to interrupt, you know, mm-hmm. which is okay with me because I got to listen to. But anyway, that wraps it up for session 167. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless. And the crushing. In the pressing You're making new wine In the soil I Now surrender You are breaking new ground So I yield to you And to your careful hand When I trust you, I don't need to understand Make me your vessel Make me an offering Make me whatever you want me to be I came here with nothing But all you have given me Jesus, bring new wine out of me In the crushing In the pressing You are making new wine In the soil I
But all you have given me, Jesus, bring new wine.